Hello, everybody. Welcome to Be The Vibe Radio with Chrysalis Sun. And what's up? How y'all doing out there? Um, I just can't get over how crazy 2020 has been. And it's just not getting any less intense. Um, So, yeah. like I hope all you guys listening are doing well. And are not just coping, but thriving. Um... For me, I know it's been a while since I posted an episode. Um, I think I haven't posted anything since about maybe June um, or July. Um, I've been busy. I've been busy, y'all. Like, you know, as most of you know, I'm opening up Simbi's Conjure Shop. I'm opening up my actual physical botanica. And um, i just been engrossed in that. So I just, I haven't really been on social media except to just to promote my stuff. I've been teaching my language at tarot class, which has been going great. Um, every session, I've had the best students. Um, I've been, y'all been keeping me busy with readings, with mediumship sessions and Reiki. You know, I've been doing my Reiki. So I've been busy. Like, I've been busy drinking my water, minding my business. And I really just haven't had time to sit down and really just chop it up with y'all and 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 post the episode um so yeah but y'all so let me tell y'all something funny speaking of my conjure shop so y'all tell me why um I shortly after I announced that I was opening up Simbi's conjure shop and I made the announcement on my social media and then I hadn't really been on you know social media or facebook really since i made the announcements why recently i find out that i just was suddenly mysteriously removed from one of the black witch facebook groups (laughs) i just happened to notice that like i hadn't seen any notifications from that group and then i went in and it was like join i'm like wait a minute join i already joined what's going on so i just thought that was interesting y'all when I tell y'all the hate is real, like, I don't even know how these, I don't know who removed me. I know it's got quite a few admins. Now, the owner of the group, I don't really have any, we don't have any issues or nothing. We, I don't even know her. I don't think she really knows me. Um, but it might have been just one of one of somebody else, another admin that decided to remove me from the group. I barely was active, barely said anything. Um, I have my own opinions about that group, but I won't. <laughs> say anything because i am just being mindful and picking my battles but i just thought that was funny i thought that was hilarious but you know what i will say is that um it's a lot of fakes out there you know it's a lot of fakes out there um you know it i used to be more vocal about outing people and just putting people on blast but um i've just learned like i just learned a lot of lessons from that and just to pick my battles you know so at this point i don't really speak on what i know about certain people in these communities unless i i it's absolutely necessary unless they're harming people um or unless spirit comes to me and says to do so but for the most part, like, I just, I just really, that's why I just teach people to use their discernment. That's the route that I go, you know, rather than just putting people on blast. I just, anybody who comes to me, I don't even speak ill of others. I just teach them how to use their own discernment so they can, so that way you guys can, you know, pick up on things on your own. And a lot of you already pick up on these, a lot of these folks, 
but it's just they're so they're so good at selling and they're so good at presenting this mirage or you know glamoring um that y'all just kind of ignore the little nudge in the back of your mind that's telling you telling you that this this person's a red flag but you know even though this is not the episode where I, where I'm to be outing people what I will say that a lot of y'all's favorites are fake and problematic like period they're fake they um come from questionable spiritual backgrounds or they're you know they came into this with questionable intentions or ill intentions just point blank and you know or they're just they don't know shit you know but then they see that there's a market for spirituality spirituality is selling right now so then you know they want to get in and capitalize and you know I ain't I ain't knocking that but my thing is if you know for people who just make up fake stories fake backgrounds who, who you know who lie about where they get their knowledge from or they lie about having knowledge or lie about being initiated or lie about you know this and that and or those who just constantly changing their stories because let me tell you ain't shit a secret especially in the spiritual community and especially when you are in the age of social media, the age of the internet, because it ain't nothing for somebody to pull up some shit that you wrote or said or tweeted or blogged or posted five, six, eight, fifteen years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like people, especially if you have a platform that people have been following you for a long time, they're already gonna track your history and they're already going to be able to if they're really paying attention with a lot of which a lot of people are they're gonna be like well wait a minute like you're saying this and you're presenting this story but that ain't what you said in that post three years ago so you know yeah a lot of y'all's favorites are, are fake and problematic um it's unfortunate though because a lot of y'all's favorites are um they have a lot of potential and they have a certain amount of knowledge or a certain amount of products and gifts that are actually beneficial and it's sad that if if they were to just present themselves authentically like it wouldn't be such a a fucking shit show (laughs) you know but yeah I just mind my business I don't say anything anymore really unless I absolutely am called to um or I'm I like have to say something I've just learned not to get into a war or battle with every fucking fake ass priestess <laughs> that I come across because there's so many of them and I just don't have the energy or the time for it but also what I've learned is that when you consistently do the work the work speaks for itself um and the words the rewards follow you know so nobody has to get into this energy of you know, discrediting others just to make yourself feel more, cre- to look more credible. Like, I know a lot of these people, that's their platform. Like, let me go and prove how everybody else is wrong just so you can see how right I am or that I'm the only legitimate answer to these questions. Um, You know, you don't have to do all that. Like, you don't have to degrade anybody else's work. You don't have to go out of your way to prove anything. You don't even have to... um prove yourself like the only to to others um as far as just within your your, with your peers or your community um all you need to do is just consistently work 
and and sh- and show up and and have your integrity intact you know um because real talk like if I spend all my time trying to prove to the witch community that I'm legitimate like then bitches would never have me at the table like real talk like half these witches out here don't fuck with me you know because most of them are not real witches um (laughs) and then the ones that are you know feel some kind of way about me for whatever reasons you know and so so it's just like I you know you can't spend your time trying to 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 prove yourself the only thing you need to do is make sure you're in good standing with your actual community that you work with and as long as you have a good standing with the community that you work with can't nobody else say shit right um but it takes time it takes consistency it takes patience you know um i've been on the spiritual journey for eight years now and I've been working with people for five years now and I'm just now opening up my physical botanica I'm just now profiting substantially off of my energy healing off of my services off of my readings like it took eight years for me to get where I'm at to where I could sustain myself comfortably with the things that I offer um, I know Ayo, my sis, you know, Bossy Bruja, it took her fucking 10 years to be where she's at now with her business and, and her magic and where she stands within her community. So, you know, and neither one of us did that shit by, you know, um, putting down other people's work or really trying to prove ourselves to others. So that's my little tidbit on that. I just say that I'm trying to give you guys some things to think about. Because, you know, most of your challenges within this spiritual journey will be within with your own peers. You know, other witches, other spiritualists, that those are gonna be your biggest challenges and how to navigate with them and move with them. And, you know, my advice is just to do your work, be consistent, um, make sure you treat your community with respect, and don't give a fuck about what these other f- people think. Anyways, that was not the topic of the evening. The topic of the evening is Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's new song, WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. I prefer saying the whole <laughs> the whole thing. Um, so let me tell you, honestly, I wasn't going to say anything about the song or anything like, because I was just enjoying, I was just going to enjoy the song, you know, um... You know, like, I heard it for the first time maybe about a week ago. I saw the video, loved the video, and I was just going to be just twerking to Cardi B like I always do. Um, I fucking love Cardi B. Um, I love her work ethic. I love her her drive. I love her level of no fucks given. Um, I love her music. She had to grow on me, real talk, because I ain't, wasn't really feeling Cardi B when she first came out um <laughs> but you know because I'm 10 years older than Cardi B and I just come from a whole generation of music and her first you know several songs a couple albums I was just like uh. it was very um to me I felt very rudimentary very elementary but she's her music for me to me has gotten better and I've you know I was like okay I can rock with this so I wasn't really given, you know, WAP like any um thought to it other than twerking when it came on. 
Um, but then a few days ago, um, I happened to come across an elder in our Atlanta community who I personally love and adore. Like, I love this woman. I have a, a high amount of respect for her. So anything that I'm going to say after this is is not anything against the elder. You know, nothing against her. Um, I'm not downing her or anything like that. Um, I love her. I, I work with her. I've done events with her. Um, you know, she's, I, I just adore her. Um, however, she did an IG um, videos talking about the, um, you know, just dissecting the um, video and the song or whatever, which I granted, you know, this elder, she's in the music, you know, she's into hip hop. Like she's a, she's in that scene. She's been in that scene. Um, so of course, you know, she's going to have some things to say about it. Okay, fine. But when I watched the videos and I heard a lot of the points that she made, I, I quite honestly was very disappointed in, um, the, a lot of the things that she had to say about it. Um, disappointed because it didn't really reflect the, um, enlightened, um, view that I had of this elder, um, quite a few things that she said were actually concerning and problematic, which I'm going to get into that. Um, and it's just, and what made me very more concerned and wanting to just kind of talk about this was the fact that, you know, a lot of us younger women, we actually take what this elder says, like, seriously, like she's, her words have weight. And so there was a lot of younger women who were just on the bandwagon, which she said, so I just was like, okay, yeah, this, this, now I got to say something on my own platform just to kind of bring an alternative perspective to this, but also, um, to be able to just formally say that as much as I love this elder, I have to respectfully disagree with her points and here's why, right? So that's what prompted me to go ahead and just rant about WAP, um, and but then also too because I ain't said nothing I haven't posted anything I haven't done an episode in a while and it also kind of um this whole movement that this song has sparked in response and criticism is just um a microcosm of just this collective conscious um shift and how they relate with and view the divine feminine. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about this today is just um, <laughs> the title of this is WAP and Other Rants. I already have my other rants, so I'm about to just talk about the song. So the song, um, for those who haven't heard it or um, <laughs> refuse to listen to it, because we got some of that going on, too. Um <clears throat> Basically, it's just, it's a collaboration between Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, and um, they're just talking about their their wet ass pussies, you know, their 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 vaginas. Like they each have their verses that they rap in the song, and you know, some of the verses is just you know they're just talking about how what one bomb they pussy is, um, how they get money and things, you know, because of their pussies. They talking about oh. Um, a lot of like sexual references and how they like to have sex, how they like to fuck, like how, you know, they like big dicks, like whatever, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty sexually explicit song. Um, I personally am here f- for it. Um, you know, one, because I 
love ratchet shit. You know, I am that spiritualist that will do a ceremony and host a Misa and then turn around and want to go to the strip club or the sex dungeon. Like, everything is balanced, you know. So I love the song lyrically. It's actually pretty good lyrically. Um, so she has a collaboration, especially Meg the Science part, because Meg, Meg the Science is actually a good um she's she's pretty dope artist you know what i'm saying so when she i haven't heard anything that she's been in where she's not coming up with coming with her part you know what i'm saying um so i'm here for it now in regards to the music video you know the music video basically is um you know, opens up and there, you know, it, it, it's, it's a mansion and, you know, Meg Thee Stallion and, and Cardi B walking down this long hallway and, um, uh, like these formal outfits and updos, um, very elegant looking. And, um, they're just looking at, they're peeking in different rooms and each room is like, it's like a peep show. You know what I'm saying? And each room has a different theme or a different situation or different dancer stripper whatever doing her thing in the room so that's the gist of the music video now um first of all I just want to say this Cardi B is a fucking stripper (laughs) y'all act like you forgot Cardi B is a stripper and she's doing what strippers do she's selling sex this video is nothing new than any of the videos um, that Cardi has done, like Money, whatever the fuck, other videos, um, what is it, uh, Press, she, she did that whole Press video, fuck, naked, with naked dancers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Cardi B rarely wears clothes in any of her videos, she, you know what I'm saying? Like she, or she, she's, or she does, you know, she's wearing very provocative stuff. She's a, you know, that's her background. And I, what I really appreciate about Cardi is the fact that she don't give a fuck. Like, you know, cause people, she, I think she got into this music industry knowing that people were going to constantly try to downgrade her or degrade her over her background as a stripper. And so she decided to take that that quote-unquote weakness or weak spot and capitalize off of it and y'all niggas is mad like you can't it's like getting mad at a cat for 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 meowing you know what i'm saying like (laughs) like you can't get mad at somebody for doing what they do you know what i'm saying so this is just another song and another video where cardi b is doing what she's always done which is selling sex first of all um so to me, just you know, and that's Cardi B's part. Now, Meg the Stallion. The funny thing about her is that now all of a sudden people are all hating on Meg the Stallion. You know, um, calling her all kinds of bit winches and all this other shit, right? Um, but and it's mainly men. It's mainly men that are are uh, trying to degrade Meg the Stallion. But what? Meg Thee Stallion is not presenting any persona that's any different than what she's always presented. Granted, she's not an ex-stripper, but Meg Thee Stallion has always come up with her stature and her thick-ass thighs and her big ass, you know what I'm saying, like, stacked like a stallion, selling her own sexuality, her own sex appeal. That ain't new. However, the difference is now that she's, she's saying a whole song about it. Now that she's vocal singing a, a, a song about her own sex appeal, her own sexuality. Now people starting to hate on her. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I see like just the, the level of hypocrisy and just kind of like hypocrisy, but also like unwarranted shock value like this, like, like these women ain't been, um, doing what they do. Like that's the part that tripped me out. I'm like, this ain't no different than what they've been doing. So what, because now they was talk, they're rapping about their own vaginas. Now it's a, it's a, a uproar. Like, come on now. The other thing that's a trip to me is that folks are bored, really bored. And they're really out here acting like provocative lyrics are new. Like, <laughs> like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion are the first ones ever to rap about some sexy shit. Like, and I could go on the list of all the other female artists um, and male artists that have um, put out lyrics that are more... Uh, what is explicit than WAP, but there's already enough memes and posts about that, right? But you know, it's so funny, like this this mock outrage around it, um, because what it really does is it it, it it it's it's a surface level reaction to some deeper shit. Okay, uh, the first thing really is is that this brings up the generational gap between young women and the church moms <laughs> and particularly the church moms turn spiritual um because it's so funny I had this thought some days ago and I was at coming out of Kroger and I was walking to my car and there was somebody in this young woman in the parking lot like blasting wet ass pussy and it was definitely was not the uh radio edit version of it and she was like going, you know, in it with this song. And then there was this old woman walking by looking so horrified <laughs> at this at the lyrics at this music. It was and I just was in my car, like watching this whole generational exchange that was just so funny to me. But that's really what it boils down to. You know, the the younger women love it, the older women hate it, particularly the church moms or the spiritual women turn turn church mom. And then this is where we get into the whole conversation um, or the whole um, dialogue that I brought up earlier with the elder, you know, in, in our Atlanta community in her video. Um, because honestly, when I was listening to it, it really just kind of reminded me of those church moms that, you know, when you used to go to those old school ch- Baptist churches and your, your, if your skirt or dress was just an inch above your knee, they would come and they would lay the cloth across your knee for modesty. Like, it just kind of reminded me of that type of energy you know um and you know to me it's just this whole dialogue of chastity and chasteness and purity like that shit doesn't even exist with our generation anymore because it's not because it's not necessary because it's irrelevant you know like the reason why is because this is what happens when you transition from religion to into spirituality, when you make that transition, things are not black and white. And things don't exist in boxes. And there's a whole different perspective around what is pure and what's divine. And so 
you know, it's really kind of sad because, you know, you have these women who are stuck in an old, you know, past paradigm, which, you know, when they're elders, I granted, you know, church ladies are going to always be church ladies. But what really is interesting is when these church ladies become spiritual and they claim to to be outside of colonial thought and colonial um, religion, but they're still pre- they're still preaching from that same pulpit. Um and this is something else too that I, I and I'm really trying to choose my words carefully so I can be respectful because I don't want to be disrespectful to these elders. You know, their their outrage is um is justified for them. So um they because for them it's a certain view um of like a certain moral view that they really hold to a high esteem. What they're failing to realize is that they're the they nobody's holding that the younger generation isn't holding that same moral and ethical standard. It's changed, so they're holding on. They really truly believe and are adamant about a moral standard that that doesn't apply or exist anymore. And so because of that, you know, I, I'm compassionate and I understand. So I'm I'm being very careful about my words because this is not a rant to go off on the elders. You know what I'm saying? I understand where they're coming from. On the sidebar though, they over here uh, clutching their pearls like they wasn't sucking and fucking back in the day either though. <laughs> you know, but then this gets me to my own experience. Like real talk, you know, I um I haven't really I've faded out of the 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 spiritual community, the Atlanta spiritual community. Um, within the last year or so, particularly when I really started embracing my own sex work, you know. So for those of you who don't know, like I'm a sex worker, like I'm a dominatrix, like I take on clients, I do sex work with clients, um, as a as a dom a professional dominatrix. Um, once I really started getting into that and embracing that, I got a lot of heat from these spiritual elders in the in the Atlanta community. Um, they started treating me different. They started um acting different towards me. They started acting like I was going wayward and you know, like I was losing myself. And I'm just like, yo, no, I'm finding myself. Like, what are you talking about? And what I find it even more ironic is that even one of the ones that gave me the biggest problems, I found out she used to be a sex worker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um and not only that, she had a pimp. And her pimp is still in the community. You know, but I guess it's different when you have some um, a man managing you versus when you're owning your own sexuality. And yes, that's shade, <laughs> but I'm just going to keep it at that. Anyways, um, but yeah, there was a lot of that energy and it was shocking to me because I'm thinking these women are spiritual. They're more open, they're more liberal. They talk about doing goddess work and, you know, being more free and all this other stuff. But then as soon as they see a younger a, a younger sister actually getting into that type of thing fully then it's a problem you know and so a lot of these older women who are criticizing the song are coming from that type of mindset because really what it boils down to is that the song represents a certain level of sexual freedom and sexual sovereignty that these these women truly don't have and they can't fathom or understand and so when they see other younger women embracing that it honestly scares them that's my own observation now getting back to this notion of goddess work because you know a lot of these spiritual people spiritual women particularly both young and um older 
talk a lot about doing goddess work. You know, there's a lot of goddess circles. There's a lot of women who host the goddess circles. Um, there's a lot of women who do, you know, Queen of Fua's, um, sacred, um, woman, um, programs and like a lot of things of that nature right um there's this movement to to for a long time to reclaim and reestablish a solid divine feminine and goddess um reverence right and i also have been on that have been on that journey i continue to be on that journey but when i you know first got to atlanta like i was in it strong you know it was my way of balancing my um masculine and my feminine energy was for me to really really study my divine feminine and really get into my my own goddess work and my own inner goddesshood right and I spent an intensive amount of time focusing on that for a few years before I kind of shifted into some other spiritual aspects um, of my journey or other aspects of my spiritual journey. My point is that when I came out of that, I was a lot less judgmental of women. I was a lot less judgmental of women. Um, I was more at peace with other women. I was more accepting of other women because what I recognize is that when you really, really do that goddess work and you integrate it, you start to see all manifestations of woman as of women or womanhood as divine. Um, so that includes both the whore and the virgin, the crone and the maiden, you know, like, you know, the seductress and the warrior, the queen and the ladies in waiting. You know what I'm saying? Like you see all of that as divine. So that's another reason why I, when the song came out, just like any other Cardi B songs, um, I was just enjoying it because I was enjoying another manifestation of the goddess and the divine feminine. Um, we are multidimensional. Like we don't exist in one. We're not linear. We're not linear and we're not binary. Like we exist in a multitude of ways and there's no right way there's no wrong way every way has a purpose and every way just is so when i see these elders coming on who are supposedly supposed to be more enlightened and more knowledgeable and more wise and they're sitting here slut shaming and victim blaming i have a problem with that i have a problem with that because there, i sense a certain level of a lack of integration of this work i also sense a certain lack of hypocrisy from some now not i'm not calling this this the sister that did the video a hypocrite because she's very authentic in in her being but others that i've seen um you know slut shaming and victim blaming now the reason why i say slut shaming and victim blaming is because there's others who've spoken against cardi b and meg the stallion and and actually what i will say is this elder did this as well she mentioned the fact that meg the stallion of her getting shot you know a month or so ago and basically kind of alluded to the fact that it was it was just because that she sold her soul um for money to do these demonic videos and that was another thing too was just like all the symbolism that people are pulling out of this music video, which I'm going to get into that. Um, but basically just bringing up the fact of how she got shot. And I've been hearing people that she brought that up, but there was a couple men that I saw that posted that too. Like, you know, um, one, one man was like, he had a post about how, um, WAP got Cardi B cheated on a Meg Thee Stallion shot. 
you know. And then you've got this elder talking about how Meg Thee Stallion sold her soul, you know, to create this low vibrational video. And then now she, you know, then it resulted in her having these experiences. And my, that's actually what really made me decide to do this episode. Because let me tell you, I need y'all to understand, you can't, okay, no, for, let me go back. What I want to say is that that comment alone was um what it was more harmful to women in my opinion than the actual song itself because what people don't realize or people are failing to understand is that Meg Stallion was part of a domestic violence situation she got shot because she was trying to leave her partner and for me Already, I was upset about that whole situation and people's responses to it. Like, I acted as though she brought that on herself because that is how people treat domestic violence victims. But then to use this video and to use it as an example of, like, justifying why she got shot and this is why. It's like, no, those are two separate situations. Like, how are you can't be for women and make statements like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I'm very passionate about that because I used to fucking volunteer in a domestic violence shelter. I know what that, what I've worked with victims. I've worked with their children. I did that for three years. I know what that whole cycle is like. And you know what I'm saying? And so the fact that, you know, any type of victim blaming already sets me off. But in this type of situation, you know, with this scenario and then from someone who's supposed to be an elder and an elder that is for women that was very problematic to me (laughs) very very and it was very actually hurtful to hear an elder even say something like that an elder woman in the community that I respect to say something like that you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day Meg Thee Stallion was part of a domestic violence situation she was a victim you know what I'm saying who was shot she already talked about how traumatic that was you know what I'm saying? And for there to be such a lack of compassion and just people to be like, well, that's her fault. And that's what she gets. And now she did this video and she brought those demonic forces on herself. It's like, no, that's that is not OK. And I had to really get on here to that out of every all my other points that I'm bringing up out of everything. I had to get on here and say that that statement was not OK to me. Ooh, I had to take a pause and drink some water. Hold on. OK, so. <laughs> the other layer to this this song is that it just brings to the light that men a lot of men don't like women <laughs> a lot of men don't like women they don't like a lot of men just don't and you know in this it's so funny because as women especially a lot of black women we know this because we ex- we experience that energy you know when it comes up from certain men um but it's so funny now because if like my god brother brought that up. He's like, yo, like this whole Cardi B and Meg the Stallion song, it just brought up the fact that a lot of men just don't like women. Like they like fucking women. They love having sex with women, but they don't actually like women. Um, as far as just as beings, as humans, as 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 souls, as spirits and you know, I chuckle because I'm like, Well, yeah, fuck, I had that ex- I had that realization like six, seven years ago. <laughs> You know, but now men are men who actually have a reverence for women are seeing it. You know, um, I laugh because I have to laugh about it. It is a little amusing to me. It ain't nothing new. Um, but now it's just more apparent. 
And so now it's just a situation where men are being outed for not having a reverence towards women and they have to sit in that. Um, so, I mean, I can get into a whole thing about that, but I don't want to go too deep because I actually really love and value my relationship with the divine masculine. You know, I have great brothers. I have a great partner. Like I don't have any men around me that don't have a reverence for women. And, um, I don't want to make this about bashing men. Um, but what I, I just want to bring up what this song has triggered in our society, which is bringing to light the fact that there are a lot of men who just, and it's not just black men. A lot of men, period, just don't have a reverence or respect um, or a like for for women. A lot of them disdain women. And it's not even that they're gay, even though some may be closeted, but it's not about sexuality either. It's overall energy towards women, period. Um... So a lot of people are triggered by that. You know, it's brought that up. But the biggest thing that I really want to dive into is the fact that this song has brought up the ancestral traumas around around sex, particularly black people's ancestral traumas around sex due to the slave trade. Um, and that's the biggest part that I noticed from the video the elder posted because um, she was analyzing the, you know, the music video and a lot of things that she said about it that she noticed about the video, I just didn't see. And of course, it doesn't mean that I'm right and she's wrong. It doesn't mean that she's right and I'm wrong. It's just that we're reviewing the video from two different lenses, and that's my point. You know, she mentioned that the mansion in the in the song reminded her of a plantation, you know, like a, you know, plantation type home. Um, that the Cardi B Mac the Stallions outfits reminded them of you know, her of the antebellum slavery, you know, time wear or garments. Um, and then she mentioned the different rooms and things, um, you know, just the different women um, in each room and how they were um, being presented as though they were like marketing their wares or their you know, like how sex workers do. <laughs> Anybody who's around a sex worker who's been down, um, you know, the stroll <laughs> and how hookers, you know, they advertise what they do, you know. So she was mentioning that, which that part, yes, obviously I saw in the music video. Um, and um, but she uh, so just to break it down, what she what she brought up was for her, what she saw was the the house the mansion, you know, the plantation home, the, the outfits as the, the updos, as the antebellum outfits, um, and then the different rooms as, you know, reminiscent of, like, sex trafficking, like, and, and human trafficking, slavery, okay? That's my point. That is my point. She saw this music video through the lens of her ancestral traumas around slavery, she saw this music video that was obviously about sex and sexual energy through the lens of ancestral traumas around slavery. And me, when I look at the video, I see the mansion as a mansion. It didn't look like a plantation home to me because plantation homes have a certain look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was just a regular ass mansion. Um, Cardi B and Meg the Science outfits, they were 
ballroom type outfits. You know, it's the types of dresses and shit that we wore. I wore when I went to sorority um, banquets. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't see an antebellum look. Um, and the updos, to me, look like the shit that we used to wear back in like the 80s and 90s with the bang. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't look that dated to me as far as antebellum. Now, them walking down the halls and the different rooms, yes, it definitely was the different sex rooms. I've seen those types of rooms in sex dungeons. I've seen those types of rooms um, in sex clubs, swingers clubs. Um, Certain types of, you know, high-end strip clubs will have different rooms like that. Um, But to me, I didn't think human trafficking and slave, you know, trade or sex you know, the, the, the sex trafficking, I'm thinking brothel. <laughs> so, and then when I think about the, the, when I reflect and I'm listening to the words, like in the beginning of the song, like dude is talking about, there's some whores in this house. There's a, it's a fucking whorehouse. It's a brothel. That's what the imaging, the mansion, the rooms and the women represent is a whorehouse, a brothel. Um, to me, Meg and Cardi are dressed like madams. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm looking at, you know, but I point out that, and again, I'm not saying I'm right and she's wrong and I'm not saying that she's right and I'm wrong. What I'm doing is comparing our two different perspectives of this music video. Okay. Um, now, um, my point though, is that This brings to to me to my own work as a dominatrix because in the work and I'm still, you know, I haven't been in it very long. Um, you know, I've had a handful of clients, you know, so I'm not going to I bring that up because I don't I'm not going to present myself as some expert on doming. You know, if you need an expert on doming, I can refer you to a lot of other sources. OK, I'm just sharing my own experience. With the, with the subs that I've taken on and the sessions I've done, and they've been so far um, in person, they've been with black folks, you know, people, you know, members of my own community. At some point, no matter how sexually liberated they are, there is some type of limit that comes up because it triggers thoughts around slavery, okay? Um, so... And even down to me just starting my work, like I would post certain videos and then, you know, and then or different things of me actually doing um, impact play or, you know, I used to do post old pictures of me being tied up um, by another dom. And here come the whole taps coming in talking about that slavery and, you know, you're you're doing that sexual deviancy and that's the white man's thing. And, you know, it's just like. I'm just, you know, so it just, it was, but it was the, the image of being tied up that triggered that. The image of somebody getting flogged with a flogger brings that up, you know? So that's what I've learned is just like, there's all these traumas and triggers with black folks around sex. And every trigger that comes up, it either goes to, to one or two things I've noticed. One, sexual abuse or some type of sexual violation that they've actually experienced in their life which that's understandable. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a, a sexual violation and something that needs to be worked through. I get it. And or and mostly just or um references to slavery. 
Okay. And to me, it's very sad because it, it, what I've noticed is that that thinking and that, that, um, that perspective has kept a lot of members of my community from really being able to enjoy their bodies and enjoy pleasure and to actually gain pleasure from other things, such as seeing a music video with sexy ass Cardi B and Meg The Stallion. <laughs> Instead of people just enjoying the video, people are triggered because they want to talk about how the whole video is about slavery and reminds them of slavery. You know what I'm saying? And so... You know, and I see like I've had sessions where I have certain subs that they don't like to get flogged in certain parts of their body because then it, now they're feeling like they're being whipped, you know, that their ancestors were whipped in slavery or they don't want to be tied up in a certain way or, you know, and um, and even those who don't who go through it and allow it, they're struggling mentally to even allow themselves to enjoy it because they're automatically going and thinking about their ancestors and how their ancestors were um, brutalized. So my point is that I really want us as a people to get to a point where we are 100% sovereign, especially sexually, and to a point where we are in 100% ownership of our bodies and our sexuality, spiritually, and emotionally and physically to where we can enjoy pleasure without automatically having these PTSD ancestral memories of slavery that we personally did not experience in our in our lifetime in this, you know, like our direct experience. We have not experienced that type of slavery and that type of brutality. We're, we're triggered off the memories of our ancestors, the DNA trauma that we have. I get that. Okay. However, at what point are we going to elevate out of that or just stay in that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever want to have an existence that I'm not enjoying sex or sexy things <laughs> because yeah, I'm going, you know, like I don't ever want to have that type of existence. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I feel I was very really just kind of saddened because it just when I, you know, was listening to the video and all the points that she made, it just let me know where she was at you know, within her own sexuality. And, you know, I, I just want to say, like, I will be so joyous when black people, when my people completely own our bodies, physically, spiritually, and mentally, you know, to where we no longer view our sexuality from the lens of our ancestral traumas. You know, um, some of us find the phrase, like, we aren't our ancestors to be dismissive. Like, I've heard that too. You know, some people will be like, I ain't my ancestors. And then some people come in and be like, that's disrespectful to your ancestors because your ancestors fought and they did this, they did that. Um, and, but I don't, I don't find that phrase to be just to be dismissive or disrespectful. I don't find that to be the case. I pull a different meaning. Um, what I take it to mean is that we can separate ourselves from the trauma of suffering of our lineage so that we can elevate enough to be our our ancestors' wildest dreams, you know, so that our every living experience is not reduced to slavery. That's to me what that means, <laughs> you know. Um, we have permission and we have license to do that, to separate us. We can separate ourselves from our, our, our ancestral traumas. We have permission to do that. As a matter of fact, our ancestors want us to do that. They don't want us to suffer like they suffered. 
You know what I'm saying? So even down to me doing my BDSM work, that's why I do it. You know, to, to when I talk about, I mean, Madam Liberty, like that liberation, that's her point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to trigger people out of those traumas to where they can actually enjoy the things that they like sexually. So they're not feeling guilty about it, you know, or feeling shame around it because all oh, my ancestors had this experience that was traumatic. Well, how can we take that experience and flip it? So that way we're not stuck in this vortex of suffering and viewing every fucking experience from the lens of slavery. So <laughs> that is my rant on WAP and other things. Um, my intention was to be as respectful and responsible <laughs> with this episode as possible um, for me to speak my truth without, um, you know, uh, offending any. Well, I'm sure I offended people, but more so it, speaking my truth without um, dismissing or disrespecting, you know, any of the elders, um, particularly the one that that in, inspired me to even do this episode. I, my point, I just mainly want y'all to think outside the box. <laughs> I mean, that's why I do any of these episodes. I didn't even want to make this an unpopular opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I honestly think that there's more people that are for the song than against it, you know, or at least the 50-50. So it wasn't even about making it an unpopular opinion. It was just me getting on and just kind of presenting an, an, another perspective on the song um, from a, a, an alternative spiritual view. So, yeah, that's it. I said a lot. Um... In the meantime, I am preparing to open up my store. Um, the grand opening is next Saturday, August 22nd, 2020. Yes, it's going to serve as both a store opening, grand opening celebration, and my birthday celebration. My birthday is actually on the 20th, so I'm celebrating my birthday in conjunction with the grand opening. So if you guys are in Atlanta or willing to drive down, come through. It's from... 12 to 6 information's on my instagram with the flyer i'm gonna actually post the flyer too um so you guys can have that up there again but um come through i'm gonna have a dj i'm going to be doing giveaways i'm gonna be doing raffles i'm gonna have gift bags for the first 15 people that show up i'm having food catered my homegirl chef madison's gonna be making food it's it's a whole function we having a function so come through come see the shop come celebrate your girl's birthday um and in the meantime y'all like just again as the i've been saying all of 2020 just be safe be sane um and just you know um just kind of be thankful, be grateful. You know, this this year has been a ride, but it's been filled with so many blessings and so much growth and so many beautiful things too. So, so that's all I got for y'all this evening. Um, as always, peace and many, many blessings. And until um, next time. My email will be in the in the comments or whatever, the description of the whatever. Anyways, y'all know how to reach me. Y'all, um, I'm wishing y'all many peace and 